So we stopped at Wendy's on the way in here, clearly. Obviously. Dave gets a Frosty. Uh-huh. I shit you not, that Frosty was gone before we hit the auto auction on 72. Like... The Wendy's at Lickdale. Yes. I'm surprised you made it out of the parking lot. Fucking gone, thrown away, done with before the auto auction. And he got a phone call halfway through it. Otherwise, I think he would have passed out from not breathing. (laughs) Is that why he's making up for it now? I I think so. Now, personally, I don't think I could eat that that fast because I'd get a brain freeze. But then I realized Dave doesn't have the required equipment. So... Ah. Hi, I'm Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of Nightmare World, Tales of Mystery, Love Stories to Die For, Writer Wrong, a writer's guide to creating comics, as well as the co-creator of books including Hope, The Adventures of Cthulhu Jr., and Dastardly Dirk. And my friends, I am so excited for you. In fact, I'm almost envious for you because right now you are about to continue listening to Comic Book Rehab Podcast. So enjoy. Joined by Dave the Breathing Hather. Oh, Frosty Dave. Frosty Dave. We could do Frosty Dave. Jimmy Kimmel almost live, and are we going with Joshy Nugs? Joshy Nugs. Finally, yeah. Jimmy's getting his uh, day. He's He's been wanting to do Joshy Nugs for uh, quite some time now. Not sure why, but that's his thing. All right, and we're going to, as we do each and, well, almost every week. <laughs> yeah, we've been okay for a while. We're probably due to screw it up here for... Uh, well, probably know, next probably. week. Next next week's a little little, little sketchy. Um, uh, and talk about some comic books uh, that came out. Where are we at? Uh, 10th? Yes. March 10th, 2021. All right, we'll start off with Marvel, and I guess we'll start off like we do often with the alphabet and go with Amazing Spider-Man 61. Eh, I I wasn't as thrilled with this one. No, uh, not really. Something feels different. Well, they're, off. they're back with the boomerang stuff, and I'm kind of not liking it. Yeah, me too, um, especially after coming off of a phenomenal issue, the but again, pre- on the previous I one. think I think the boomerang stuff is leading to the ultimate unslotting because they're going after all the tablet pieces. This was I, a hot issue on the shelves. Oh, well, it's his first appearance of his new costume suit. Right. So which we find out is basically a social media device. Yeah, this ain't lasting like no, all I the other ones, know. like all the other ones. So this isn't lasting. Uh, well, the heavy rumor is that. This is what Donny Cates is taking over next. So I think the unslotting comes and then Donny kind of gets a fresh slate with it. It would make sense. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like, well, we didn't really have the Doctor Strange stuff like we, the follow up like we did. No, on that's the last been issue. like hit or miss in these issues. No, it, overall is a good issue. I'll tell you right now. They, ki- they kill them like they're saying at the end. I'm not going to be okay with that, man. Boomerang? No, not Boomerang. Peter. Not Peter. No. Did you not read the fucking issue? <laughs> oh, I did. Go ahead. Oh, oh, that's right. They're not after Boomerang. That's right. Yeah. He'll have a problem. I remember now. All right. I once... to look at the last page. Look at the last page, Davey. You'll, 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 you'll go... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be okay with that. Did you not read it? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I got to that page, but apparently I, I missed the page. Okay. All right. From one uh, 
Spider-Man book to another. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Hi princess. princess. Okay. Spider-Man, nonstop Spider-Man. Yes. Um, this was nonstop. I, the art sucks. I opened up the first page, seeing Chris Petralo art, and I promptly closed it. We'll never open it back up again. So, however, it's okay. They're okay. It's okay. There's two. Right. So there's non-Pachalo art in the back for a different story. Right. Just saying. So the Pachalo story, they try to do like it's speed. Yes. And, you know, with Spider-Man as your main. Yeah. A lot character. of cutaways, yeah. a lot of, I don't know. I Like, I really got the feeling this was like a different Peter Parker. This isn't the Peter Parker we're used to. Uh, he's in college again at that age yeah. with college friends. Uh, they're all into drugs. He's trying to stop a drug uh, ring. It's, I don't know. It, it wasn't a bad story. It was well-written. Uh, the art's a little bit much to get past. I picked it up simply because I'm a 90s kid and I had a 90s die-cast cover, uh, die-cut cover. Die-cast. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> there probably are die-cast covers by now. I, uh, I picked up for the Scotty Young cover, and uh, the Zemo um, story in the back was, you know, eh, nothing. Speaking nothing of Scotty great. Young, he he wrote multiple books this week, one including a story in Deadpool Nerdy Thirty. You know, I didn't grab this. Is the one uh, Marvel book I didn't. Read. I fucking love this. It. So did they get everybody, like, old creators back for it? I will tell you this. Probably my favorite story in this, brace yourselves, is the Rob Liefeld story. What? Yes. He is so self-aware in it. Well, I mean, he even he he like, is even in the movie because it's yeah. like when he walks by him, he's like, Liefeld. <laughs> like, it starts off with Deadpool holding a copy of New Mutants 98. Being like, oh, well, it's the first appearance of Gideon. And then it's just going through different panels throughout the years and talking about it. And at the end, we do get a first appearance of Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that story super self-aware. Um, poking fun at all the history. What I really loved about this, there's a couple different origin stories in there, kind of poking fun at the fact that Deadpool has a ton of different origin stories. There's the uh, Agency K, which was his original one. There's the Weapon X one. Right. There's a lot of different stories. Uh, the Scotty Young story is probably my second favorite. Uh, it's him as a baby. Cable comes back to kill him. And then slightly older Cable comes and goes, no, I'm saving Deadpool to save the universe. And then a slightly older yet Cable comes up. And by the end of it, there's like 40 Cables there. And like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And they leave as the house collapses and Deadpool just emerges in his baby form. Just like, yep, he's still alive. Uh, No, I mean, this was a great just like homage to what Deadpool is. Uh, You got some of the better creators um uh there was the scotty young there was uh uh there was the liefeld fabian did a story which was a really good one that was kind of a origin story retelling um there was uh kelly thompson who's the current writer did a story um uh Gail Simone did a story. Daniel Way, who's probably one of my favorite Deadpool writers, did one. Of course, there is a uh, Jerry Dugan one as well with Brian Pesaint, which are probably the two most well-known when Deadpool kind of blew up Yeah, writers. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a Deadpool fan, this is a must-read. Um, I mean, it's pure comedy gold. All right. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, Hi Josh. Joshy Nugs. <clears throat> Uh, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, number four. The penultimate. Penultimate issue. I fucking love this series. So the far. arts, the arts, great. Arts, fantastic. 
Um, um, this was uh, not as good as maybe the last two issues. Um, you know, if you would have read Deadpool Nerdy 30, you could have segued into this because he actually is Taskmaster in one of the stories. Anyway, anyway, he still did in, Taskmaster, so it's still a segue. He's right. in Wakanda to uh, to get the um, the movements of uh, Okoye. Okoye or whatever her name is, um, and they fight. Didn't really have like a clever way out of she it. She almost doesn't give him what he needs, and he's trying like because he yeah, tries. Like some things he gets caught on purpose make, to try to that that were like, oh, okay, well, what's going to happen with this? And it never went anywhere. Like they took his skull when they first captured him, and he's like, and the whole this whole series, he kind of is like. I'm doing this in my costume. Nick Fury's made mention that, like, I know what you look like, so why do you still wear the mask? And he doesn't have it when he's first captured, but then they give it back to him, and then it it never goes anywhere. Like, no one ever really even saw his face, so it didn't matter that they took it. Well, he needed all this stuff to confront Widow, right? Well, no. Uh, Maria Hill is dead. Yeah, and, she's, and they, they she's, think he did it. Yes, they think he did it, but in order to find out what project secret project she was working on... There's like a, a movement biometrics key and three people need to be in the same room at the same time within 30 seconds of each other and then walk. And since he's perfect at mimicking everyone, right. he need, he's basically going out to a, a confront these people, get an idea of how they move, and then he can open the, the secret file for Nick Fury. Um, this issue wasn't as good as the last few, but uh, it, it was it was it was all right. Yeah. Um, like I mean, the the so only real doable. super funny part, which there's been a lot of really funny parts, especially in the last issue, but this one was when he's just like, "Oh, please don't take me back to the United States. Black Widow's gonna kill me." And then it's like, the United States shows up, and he's like, "All right, Nick, take this stupid this stupid bag off my head, and let's get to work." Um, I guess if the last one's the last one, I'm gonna be pretty pretty sad. But I mean, uh, I, I've been digging this series. Yeah, I, I intended on catching up, and with next week being a shorter week i might catch up on that series i didn't need to catch up on it this week like i read the last i yeah. pretty much reread them all but um but yeah i mean it's been a pretty solid series well for i think you and that, i read the first one or no yeah i think yeah i really liked the first one and i think and i thought it was going to be garbage yeah couple, but um issue three was fucking fantastic yeah issue three was uh, good and this one's this one's pretty good too, but um, well, Marvel's been knocking it out of the park with these minis. With they have been for the, like the last two years, or even the entire life with of like our these, podcast. Yeah, these off characters, like that multiple man in the century and uh, Ant Man and stuff like that. So I'd love to see more of this Taskmaster. Uh, mostly because Taskmaster's probably got one of the the coolest costumes in Marvel. Yeah. All righty. Moving on with Immortal Hulk number 44. I like this. I the, like it. The body horror is really back. Yes. However, does it just feel like they're kind of treading? Like, it treading almost water. feels like they were only planning to go maybe 45, 46 issues. They pushed it to 50, and now they're kind of... No, I think Not we're... necessarily treading water, but I didn't need three quarters uh, of a book of people taking turns beating the fuck out of the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. They, it may be buying time. We may be stretching it. I'll give you that. Also, it might be okay. This is how kind of evil these guys are. It's like clearly he's down, but they have this thing. Oh, we're all taking. Like none of them. Well, none, none of that. them go. Look, this ain't the Hulk. Yeah. You know, this isn't what we came here for. None of them back down. They still beat them. It's sort and, of. And I kind of have the same problem I have when wrestling does this, where a big faction takes out one wrestler. It's like, you're telling me there's not another no motherfucker in the back that's like, okay, this has gone far enough. You're telling me there's not a single Avenger that's looking at this going, Jesus Christ, you know, he's still an Avenger. He's still Bruce under it all. Yeah, I don't. But uh, th this is one of back the... to the classic UFO fights, like the ones that happened around 400, the, the first one. That has always been their way of attacking the Hulk. Each one of them takes a turn. They never work together. They each take their turn and try to take them down. Yeah. Well, they do take them down. They're yeah, very I mean, this successful. Was, this is one of the few issues in this run that 
I could tell exactly what's going to fucking happen yeah. within the first couple. Where as soon as they're like, I want to go next. Like, oh, you, you because you asked, I'm going to go. It's like, okay, clearly, clearly who's going last is just going to fucking obliterate him. He's going to be sent to the uh, to hell, and we'll have to deal with what's going on there. And then they, they find, like, arachnid body horror leader, whatever the fuck it is, um, in hell. So... Which was pretty bad. It was pretty awesome. It's bad, but why the fuck is he? I have no idea what's going on. But that's Which the I, leader. I know, I know we're not supposed to. But the is leader it has transformed several though? times. Or is it? Sure. Is it the one below all now? It could be. You're right. Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be Brian Banner in the leader's arachnid body. Wolverine, yeah. black, white, and blood, number four. I did get to this, unfortunately. Um, this is still good. Who, who did the stories this time? We had uh, Kelly, Kelly Thompson, Thompson on the, the first one. The Bryson story was really good. Ed Bryson. And and I did like Sticks and Stones. Sticks uh, and Stones. By Steve Dick. He, he's really he's really kind of taken. Bryson was the hot rider for Marvel there for a hot minute, and then they put him on that piece of shit uh, cable series, and man, yeah. did that derail him. Um. Basically, uh, the first one by Kelly Thompson is... He's uh, fighting Mystique. It's right after uh, Mariko said no or left him at the altar. Yeah. And Mystique comes looking for Rogue, and they have a pretty good brawl. Like um, I said, Kelly Thompson, other than... And I I think it might go back to the Betralo art in the first couple issues of the new Deadpool series she's on. She's solid. She was really good in the Rogue Gambit series. Uh, yeah. I just think she needs to be paired with a good artist. Uh, the next one, uh, Reave What You Sow, uh, the Marauders. That's the Bryson story. That's the Bryson story. Uh, the Marauders have commandeered a yacht. or They're part of a, some kind of thieving ring, and Wolverine goes after There's them. There's Reavers that are coming right. after them, yeah. So, um, but it's pretty much... Wolverine meets Reaver meets, meets Jaws. Jaws. And this is the last one, correct? Uh, I, think, I think it was only four. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. And, and the last one, uh, Sticks and Stones, he's in the Savage Land and he's... with. Well, first he starts... He's, he's, he's fighting, fighting Sauron. Sauron in the Savage Land. He and did? then some guy gets in between them and they both team up and beat the fuck out of him. And, you know, and then they go back to fighting each other. Go back to fighting each other, yeah. The art was great in that yes. one. Yeah, um, so I like that one, too. I don't know who was on the art in this one. Uh... Oh, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, here we go. Pablo Sequera. I'll give it to you. All sure. right, thank you. You could have done the last one on the Bryson story. That's Leonard Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Strange Academy number nine. Uh, this is probably my favorite one in a long time. It's parents stay at the academy, so you're getting some of the parents. Obviously, I was going to say, does Dormammu? He show does. Up he or? does not. So I will say. Him, I will say this. This book, I think, is finally starting to do a little <laughs> bit what they wanted it to do. I'm getting kids interested in this book. This is a very fun. Yeah. Again, all ages. All ages book. Yeah. Um, so Dormammu and son and this other kid who we kind of get his backstory. His parents basically were scum. Um, he comes from normal family. Their their parents are the only ones that don't show up. So they go off and kind of mischievous things on their own. Meanwhile, they have a parent trap race where it's all these magical traps and it's whoever finishes first. And uh, the Asgardians' parents couldn't make it, so Loki is their stand-in. It was just a fun fucking read. Um, again, closer to what the first couple were, where it was more of an enjoyable read. Uh, it's definitely gaining traction again. So, um, again, yeah, this is a good one for all ages, really. Yep. All right. Uh, then segue with one book that has Loki in it to another one real quick. This is a another... Kid, this is definitely a kid's book. Oh, the but I read it because I like uh, Guri Hero uh, art. Thor and Loki, Double Trouble. Yep. Yeah, it's from the same team that did the uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Venom, Venom Double Trouble. Trouble. Yeah. 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 So, um, anyway, uh, it's real easy read. I mean, it, it Thor is ba- they basically describe each other as they show up. Thor is like, I'm the strongest. 
I have I have thunder power. I'm the most attractive. I'm the I'm the biggest. Uh, I'm gonna inherit all of Asgard. Loki's like, uh, I'm Loki, god of mischief, but you can call me the god of mischief, who is amazing. And uh, Loki just plays tricks on him the whole time. Thor complains. He's like, dude, we we you're asking me to. He's like, hey, I have a challenge for you. He's like, you had a challenge for me uh, where we raced each other, and then you cast a spell on me that made me think I was a rock. And he's like, yeah, but that was so long ago. And he's like, dude, it was like three days ago. But he challenges him to pull uh, some sort of horn from Odin's armory. And uh, Loki then blows it and it summons... Um, it summons the sister of the world serpent, Mildred. It's 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 goofy, low-stakes kind of kid humors. I mean, it was cute, so... Uh, I would definitely recommend it if you have kids that like, that like, you know, Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, real low stakes stuff. Like they're 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 younger in this book, so. All right. Nothing nothing groundbreaking. You're done on Marvel, there, right? Uh, is that it for you? No, I also have that. Okay, let's do Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. So right. so Star Wars. 12. It's finally really coming to what this is and it's what we kind of expected this series is it's the origin story of poe dameron that's it that's what this whole series is eventually going to boil down to. well that actually kind of already happened in shattered empire which was before they had a thing that you yeah know, but i mean this is this, this was his parents so they had they had this story before so they're just interjecting them in a little bit more yeah to, to bridge it so um but there, there, there's basically just, oh well, you know. Poe's mom is. They don't. As of the last issue, they didn't know where yeah. she was. She was missing, and they find her, and now and now going. she radios back. So they're like, well, hey, why are you doing this? And then you know they each tell their own special. Why do I love this person? Yeah. And then Leia, you know, says about Han, and they have their you know. Yeah. Story. So it was. It was okay. The ending. The ending was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. This is paced really slowly for something that's supposed to cover what se- is. Isn't it like seven years take place between Han going into Carbon? Oh, we, we might have seventy five issues of this, like we did the first uh, Star Wars series. Yeah. So yeah. But again, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Soul's doing a great job on it. The art's yeah. keeping up. So. All right. Do you have anything else besides this? Just this. Okay. I think. All right. So Eternals number three, Kieran Gillen and art by Asad Ribic. The art is fucking great in this. But I will say this. If this is what they're going to do for the Eternals movie, this might be when Marvel misses a, a movie. The art, the art's fantastic. And they just kind of go through the God things. And we, I, we have we have an interaction between you know a few of them why they're dealing with mortals and stuff and they're and is that I this issue not, number three or four this is issue three i read <laughs> the first two issues and i don't know a whole lot about the eternals but reading the, from what i got from the first two issues is all i need to know is that they're all a bunch of cunts like they're all and, and they well, when they're not it, fucking there's looking a thing down on humans where they're I think sniffing their own farts the whole damn time so it's icarus Wait, is it Icarus? And he's he's there because there's going to be some kid that's in danger, so he's just like hovering outside his house. And they turn in this whole thing, and he's they're like, "Well, why don't you come in for coffee?" He's like, "Well, I like interaction with humans, and I like coffee." And he's like, "Your coffee's very good." <laughs> it's just huh. like, yeah, I mean, I, I they didn't make any of the characters likable. I was like, "All right, I don't no. know a lot about internals. Let me let me read up on them." With this series and but oh, the man. art, the art was fantastic. Art's great, but I just don't care about any of the characters. And then we had uh, Dave. Actually, you forgot you have one more. You had oh, Children of the Atom. Also, you repressed nah. it so quickly <laughs> that you forgot nah. you read it. <laughs> nah. So, so I I got come through on, and I was like, on, all right, on, Dave, we all right, got an X Men review for you. And then yeah. we get to the point where we start having all the X. Exposition. Yep. Oh, they still yeah. fucking doing I paged that. through it and I got and to that point. And we like, got to this, this point and I'm like, 
I'm done reading. <laughs> That's I I didn't even read. I just paged through and I was like, no, oh I, god. I no, read it and I, I was like, okay, I'm not sure who these are. And then once we got to all the expedition text stump, I was like, of each character, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna move on to something else. You know what that reminds me of? I don't know about you guys, I'm sure you do. But every every se- several months I I'm all out. Okay. Um every several months I have to do like just sort of like corporate training sort of videos that yes. I have to watch and take courses where it's like in case of a mass shooter or or th- that's what those fucking black and white pages feel like. It's like, "All right, I just got shunted from potentially beautiful artwork and a maybe not some sort of storyline into just like black and white text. I got to read it like it's a goddamn textbook and I'm studying for some I, sort I of- get to, I get to make those those presentations. <laughs> it it's it, yeah, I just it's revulsion is what I feel when I see those pages. So whoever is deciding to do those, I know that I, I think Hickman was the one that started doing them in the house of X and powers of 10 stuff. And it's just carried over and all it's like bleeding into the X-Men books. Stop. Exactly. Stop. All right. Final book of the uh, Marvel final, League. final Marvel book. We're saved us for last because, well, it is a little special it's near and dear to the podcast. Daredevil number 28. And we have the team on, Zdarsky and Chichetto, which, that's a good team. That was a good issue. This was a good issue. Talk uh, about humanizing everyone in the everybody. issue. Everybody. Even Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. Fucking. Sitting by Mary, Typhoid Mary's Mary. fucking hospital bed because the null shit fucked yeah. her up. Uh, Matt's finally really feeling... The repercussions of being in jail, like hard. well, and that's his uh, ex girlfriend talking to him, yes. right? Yeah, and uh, you know, Electra's also like, this ain't easy. Yeah, you know, this isn't. She, she's taken in the uh, child from the because uh, she's starting to care from the last issue, and she's like, I don't know how Matt does this, but yet she's still Electra because the kids like giving a woe is me story and Electra's just like shut up she's like listen i've had it tough too i'm not a hero i'm not here to listen to comfort you get over it and then we'll talk i fucking love you're it. gonna be sad then you're gonna be mad and when you're mad meet me in the gym but then uh the prison stuff with with matt was like he's actually trying to, to talk with other prisoners gets one guy at the end killed and you know, he has a discussion well, with does, the psychiatrist. Does, does he really, though? It, 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 inversely, a little bit. So he, he's he's beating himself up over it because there's basically this really like wimpy guy who killed his neighbor and then his landlord when his neighbor discovered the body, and he's in the prison and like nobody likes the guy. And, and Matt Murdock's the one that Matt put Murdoch's him in. The one, yeah, well, that, that, that was, was a cool the, thing. He was caught by Spider-Man, yeah. where he's like, I'm the reason he's in here, and they're like, no, his file said he was caught by Spider-Man, then his inner monologue is, yeah, but tried by Matt, Matt Murdock. Yeah. yeah. So he's in here because of him, and um, he gets beaten up in the showers, and and, uh, and Daredevil kind of rescues him, but then um, he ends up committing suicide that night. Um, so he kind of... Well, or... Does he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have a we have a with the prison psychologist that she, or therapist. Yeah, she's awesome. In in here, so this is this is a great character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, she's like, no, you're in here when you want to talk. That, <laughs> I'm at, here for you. The, but that's it, that's it. Uh, the other guy, he's kind of befriended in prison. Comes up to him, is like, listen, man, it's not hard. And he's like, uh. You get someone because I've been poisoned. Um, so obviously yeah. this is how the kingpin gets to him. Um, I love this. This this, this is really good. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet from Chip on, well, I guess on Twitter he tweeted it, where someone was asking like, "Hey, are you going to be in the for the long haul in Daredevil?" And he's like, "I just wrote twenty nine issues." <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What the fuck? And I saw Donnie Cates reply and was like, yeah, people were asking me why I was on just a short run of Venom. And it's like, I did 50 issues of Venom. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. Well, uh, Chip's doing another 
book that uh, I don't know if you've seen or not. If you finished the, I did. So yeah, so I'm I'll, excited we'll talk about for that, that later. Yeah, I didn't realize and, uh, that, but very excited. Also, I think he might be co-writing an issue of crossover. Yeah, there's a cover floating around on Twitter that. Did he do a cover? I don't know, but it's like a mi- a missing sign sign for Chip Zdarsky, and then Donny Cates' name's like scratched out well, of the top. Zdarsky, of the- oh God, we got to go back. Didn't was Zdarsky well, one mi- of the writers he, that's missing. missing? Yes. Okay. And it's funny because Donny's reply to it is, "Did I just get fired from my own book?" <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he's gonna guest or just do a cover. I did see a lot of stuff on Twitter between them floating around where people were talking about how th- that that co-written uh, Spider-Man and the Giant Spider yeah. story was like their best work, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll never top this." And maybe they're hinting at something yeah. at co-writing an issue of crossover that's gonna be better than that. So, All right, on we're DC. on to DC, on DC. from one Chip Zdarsky. Book and to story. a piece of shit, Joker number one. No, no, I didn't no read it. we are jo- doing. No, no, I need to get this the fuck out. No, this... you can wait. We could do the Chip Sadarsky segue. Joker Ooh, number the bulls, one. Bulls are going at each other. Sit back, Josh. Joker number one. I didn't read either of these books. <laughs> I don't care. What Might be with. the worst fucking piece oh, it was, of shit. It was fucking terrible. And it's not even a Joker story. It's, it's not. Yeah, if you wanted Joker, forget it. You got him on the cover. It's that's a, it. It's a Jim Gordon it's story. It's a Jim Gordon story. But, that's a bullshit Jim Gordon story because they, they hire him to fucking take like a, a, a fucking hire for assassin. But here, bullshit. Here's my thing. He talks like to a, a hit he, man. He talks to an old cop in the bar. and He's like, do you believe in evil? And Jim's like, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Not that there's evil people. Actual evil. He's like, when I was a beat cop, I walked in on the devil eating some guy's face and all he said to me was do you want a bite and jim's like yeah i just went home and then jim started seeing the devil every time he closed his eyes but the devil is the joker so batman jim- urban legends number no, one no 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 yes yeah. yes jim, batman urban legends jim has number gone one. through this whole fucking gotham career i didn't read this never having nightmares it. never having nightmares until some random cops like do you believe in evil so what do you guys think of the one uh, that I, I didn't read any of this? So I, uh, Batman Urban Legends number one. Best uh, Batman story we've gotten all year and in a long time. Hands down. there It, it was so fucking shit, great. I got to read it. We got it was great. Four stories in this one. I only care about the Batman um, Red Hood one. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. The did. others were not bad. The I Grifter mean, story no, was good. I, uh, I, read, I think I read the Poison Ivy one. The Poison Ivy one was kind of touching. Um, this, but the one they're talking about is Batman and the Red Hood in Cheer. And this is going to be a six-parter. Well, they all are. No. 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 Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. I think they're all multiple. Long Because the is Outsiders one, of, one is only three. Yep. And uh, There's the not Grifter story for, is only five. But yep. the, yes, they are trying to parts. shoehorn okay. that. But uh, this is written by Chip Zdarsky. Art by Eddie Barrows. Art was great. Eber Ferreria. Yep. Art was good. Um, um we we get we we delve a little deeper into the relationship between Jason and Bruce. Bruce. And um, we get it picking up after And much like in Daredevil, we kind of really hit some human, human elements yeah. in it. So I I thoroughly enjoyed this my, uh, my this... favorite part of this is when the when, kid, when red hood goes oh shit because <laughs> he, he realizes that this kid is looking at him like he looked at batman yeah and uh he tra- when he traces down the father and then he breaks bruce's rule once again well i mean let's face it the oh father shit was a piece of shit <laughs> Uh, the Grifter story was probably my second favorite. I really enjoyed, even though they're really shoehorning him into the Batman stuff right now. It was right well now, written. It was very well written and kind of makes you like the character. Um, but no, th- this was. I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick this up just for the Zdarsky story. Uh, because of the Zdarsky story, it might be my pick of the week. Well, sir. Is that it for DC? Did I read DC? DC? No, I did read some DC. I read. There was Superman. very little DC last week. Superman uh, 29. Okay, we uh, have new a new writer. creative team now, right? Uh, it's do, um, do, In this new world, I have a question. Do people know that Clark Kent is Superman? They don't mention it. They don't mention it. So, so we don't that. know. 
We don't know. Um, well, it's news- funny because I read uh, one that comes out um, that I'll talk about on next podcast, and it's the same thing. I don't know if people know that Clark Kent is Superman in Maybe this we'll one. just forget about it. Uh, but this uh, new writer is uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, art by Phil, uh, Phil Hester. Um, so this is a double-filled issue. Literally, there's two stories in it. I didn't read the back of one. I probably should have because it had... Uh, it seemed like it was better. I'm not a huge fan of Phil Hester's art in this, but the story was essentially... Um, uh, the overarching tone was that kids growing up have no fear because of their parents, and they, they, they see their parents as superheroes, and it's only until they start aging and they, they lose that innocence because they see that their parents are more human than they thought, um, and that sort of thing. And, and meanwhile, the, sto- the story is sort of about Amanda Waller keeps opening these rifts in space that allows these aliens out that can harm Superman, but they can't harm uh, John. And John's like, look, you can't go out there the next time it opens up because I'm f- I went to the future. That's where I aged up, apparently, because I, I didn't know any of that. Um, and I know when you die, and that's when you die, so you can't go out there again. And Superman's like, well, I'm going to go out there because I'm fucking Superman. So um, it, I mean, it, it was pretty good, honestly. It was a pretty good story. I liked the whole parallels between, you know, kids seeing their parents as superheroes while it's also literally a Superman story. Um the backup story was about Bibbo, which I think is just some, like, muscle head wow, guy. Wow, we haven't seen Bibbo in a while. Yeah. Uh, the art was way better in this one, but I, I didn't read it, so... Um, uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, he's Zombies Re- Resurrection, right? That was his big yes, one. Yes, he did that one. He's also going to do the Aliens book for Marvel, okay. too. And yeah. he's doing, he's doing he the same thing. He did something else, just not too bad. Oh, did he, like... wasn't he on uh, that Jim Henson one? Storytellers, didn't he do a couple issues of that as well? Maybe. Maybe, but um, there was something that he just did. I think it was a DC book, and like I think we reviewed last week or the week before too. So yeah, yeah. he's he's actually pumping out quite a bit right now. Oh, uh, and he's doing Superman in action, correct? Wasn't that announced that he's doing both? The Is he doing Bendis both? was yeah. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then I also read uh, Wonder Woman seven seventy. Um, and this one, I, it seems like every time I pick up a Wonder Woman book, it starts out with a story where she has amnesia because that's what happens in this one, and she's in Asgard. And she, well, she's one of the few things that on this in Earth, Asgard. She's in Asgard, and uh, she's uh, technically in Valhalla, and she's with I was all. Gonna the, say, I thought she went to Valhalla. She's all, with all the 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 warriors there, and and this, she meets this guy named Siegfried, and he's like, "Look, we fight all day, and when you die, you wake up the next day and you fight some more, and if you live, you get to." Drink until you pass out, and you wake up with the dead the next day, and you fight again. And they're and uh, she's like, "All right, well, I don't really remember anything about my real, my real life, but every time she dies or falls asleep, she gets this like image of somebody calling out there saying, Look, you can't stay here. You're Diana of Themyscira. You don't belong here. You're that's, from Olympia.' That's because of the infinite frontier. Was it an infinite frontier, or was it generations forward where she, they wanted her to?" become one of the That's gods that was infinite frontier, that was infinite frontier. Yeah, yeah, okay, it doesn't so identify right. who's calling out to her but that's, she that's, uh that's why she has the amnesia because she wants to go back she she okay. meets this like asgardian squirrel who's like hey the, the drossel's dying and she's like all right well i'll figure it out later when i figure out who i am and stuff and uh runs into thor uh but like norse thor and not marvel thor um and he's riding atop of a giant Frost giant summoning thunder and shit like that, and she dies again. And um, her friend, uh, the next day that she wakes up, someone gives her a magic sword in the last battle. And then the next day, when everyone's supposed to get up, everyone she killed is not getting back up. And those that remained in the battle after she was killed by just a normal spear or whatever, um, though they're like locked in this like fog battle they can't get out of. So. It was it honestly wasn't that bad, and the art's fucking fantastic. Uh, the creative team on this one is... Uh, I'll tell you in a second when I get to the page. Uh, written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan, and art by uh, Travis Moore. Um, there is a backup story in this one as well about young Diana and her dealing with her kangaroo. 
I guess because that's a thing now. She has a pet kangaroo. Um, sure. And it's just her being a little kid shithead. On the black everyone, label. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a <laughs> the backup story wasn't that good. Rorschach, number six. This was good. I still really have no fucking clue what's going on, but I fucking love it. Was this the? This was the one where it's this letters, the back, letters and forth back and forth. The girl this and is my pick of the week. I love this. I read it twice. It's my pick of the week. I, this was this was um, fucking. This was fantastic. What we find out, kind of where they get their meetup. Yeah. Where, too. How, so how we. So, yeah, because I mean, from the beginning, we're wondering why is this like nineteen-year-old girl with this old old comic book writer? Yeah, and this explains it. And then in the mean, in the background, we have the detective who doesn't even do a whole lot of talking. Well, but, but we I think he's, that we he's reading the he's letters, going. right? Yeah. He yeah. has the letters and, and he's that's... reading them and he, he kind of like bribes the, the hotel for security footage. Well, isn't that the package that he gets? Is it letters? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when he, he goes to the, the lobby of the hotel and is like, look, I need to see the cameras. Like, well, we, that's not policy. He's like, All right, well, then how much do we need to fucking bribe you to see the cameras? And then he has to rush over to... Um, some house or whatever where someone dresses Rorschach is there listening to the presidential debate. Um, I don't know who the fuck is going to be in the Rorschach mask, though, because everyone is... The big strong man's dead, the dumb guy. No, he's yeah. in prison. But the girl and, and, and the old guy are already dead, right? I don't, like I I don't said, know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, where this is going, but I love every fucking page of I don't it. think the, the girl and the old guy are dead. The old guy might. I think the old guy was. The old guy is, but the yeah. girl got away. No, no, she died they, as well. They were both yeah. dead. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they remember the one panel where it's like both them on the okay. in, in the morgue. Um, yeah, I have no idea who's in the in the Rorschach mask. Yeah, I loved it. Maybe it's the guy from uh, Doomsday Clock. Yeah, maybe. Maybe could be. I don't know. Oh. It was really good though. I mean, the back and forth with letters, like it. It was good. I mean, you're like, why the fuck did they end up together? And they, they, it was perfect. He was a lonely old man who had no one to relate to, and he, had... he kind of hated what he was famous for. And she's a fan of what he did. We so, was proud of that was less known, and they just kind of bonded over so that. So, is Batman Tom King's Pontius Pirate? Is... Because I mean, I think it's Pontius Pirate. Is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that's where. 99% of the population is going to know Tom King from at this point. Probably. Well, I mean, in the in the, uh, in the the Watchmen universe, pirates are the superheroes. Yeah. They're, those are the big sellers on comic books because pu- superheroes are literally a thing. So, yeah. um, Well, I think that goes back to the old days where, um, like when you, I think it was probably the 50s, it was all about the cowboys. Because all right. the movie, you know, it was all about the cowboys. So you had all those cowboy books and well, stuff. The, the writer and the in superhero, story even to write in, into the sixties, the superhero, but nobody likes it because they're like, this is, yeah, too similar to real life. So, and and it, it, the girl is is a fan of those works, and she it, it doesn't say it outright, but she realizes she, she kills her dad, and then runs away or gets the fuck out of there. And he's like, well, look, if you're heading my way, I. W- Come see me. So she's, so it seems like she's always on the move, but they're pa- getting these letters back and forth. Is she like? That's what I was wondering too. Because after she left, after killing her dad, how the fuck did she get? How did he know where to send the next letter? Yeah. Unless she has like some sort of PO box or something like that. Yeah. Um. I, I that was that was the only thing that was weird out. But it didn't doesn't seem like there is a mastermind. Like he didn't brainwash her, and she didn't like seduce him. Yeah. They just both had. They both well, she might be in, leaving in need of somebody, and they found each. I other. would imagine she's leaving, you know, return addresses and stuff for yeah, them in the letters I, of where to send it to next. But I don't know the, the way they were written. It seemed like she would just just was about to get into her car and leave. Wrote the letter and then sent it. So I don't know where, like where she would know to have but, the letter sent. I don't know. Either way, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, this was really good. Definitely I, runner up pick of the week. Even though I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Any more DC? Nope. Nope. I'm done. We're on to uh, independence. Uh, uh, where do we want to start? What What publisher do we want to start with? We'll start. Arr, we'll do. Uh, okay. We'll Go do. Ahead. Oh boy. Um, Wrong Earth. Wrong Night Earth. Day. Night and Day. Number three. 
Didn't read number two, but that's fine. This one was basically number number one from Earth Prime. Yeah. Um, reveals that in his world, uh, when they're they're so advanced that they figured out that there's this multiverse, and they found ways to. Look well, they're not into advanced, the- but essentially back when like all the highways were being built in America, and and a lot of the government funding was going towards public goods. They never stopped at one point and were just like, all right, you're on your own. Go fuck yourself. And they just basically built a utopia. However, they suffer tremendously from pollution problems. And he then invented the mirrors in between the Earths and wants to just dump all the pollution into Earth Omega. Yeah, but they were advanced enough to look into the other Earths and not make the same mistake. So they didn't have world wars. They didn't have right. all these things. So that's how they were able to get to that. Advanced. So it is a utopia just with a huge pollution yeah, problem. Because they're an ultra industrialized. And um, he's like, all right, I need both you dragonfly man from earth alpha and from earth omega just to go. I'm going to send you home to where you came from. All you need to do is Watch don't let anyone mirrors. just don't let anyone near my mirrors. Keep fighting crime, whatever you want to do. I don't give a fuck. Just stay away from mirrors. And of course, um, Earth Alpha, uh, Dragonfly Man has like manacle melting hand oil or whatever yeah. the fuck he did, and uh, beats the shit out of him and frees the other Dragonfly Man. And um, and the the twist at the end is that Stinger's just like, why are there two Dragonfly Mans? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's fun, and it had probably the funniest panel in a comic yes. in a long time. It was literally the Spider-Man meme. When number one met himself from Earth Alpha. Alpha, um, But that number... I think both number ones from Earth Alpha and Omega are dead. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they first met when they first met each other, it was the first Spider-Man meme where they're just like in that alleyway <laughs> pointing, at, pointing each at each other like we're the same person. Um, that, was, that was funny. For sure. All right. I mean... Anybody got Boom. Uh, I meant to read a boom book this I, week. I didn't get to Proctor Valley Road. I, yeah, I think okay. that's what I meant to read. All right, get well, to since it. you mentioned it, Proctor Valley Road from our friends at Boom Studios. This was this is uh, written by Grant Morrison, and um, it's and oh, I'm sorry, with Alex Child and illustrated by Naomi uh, France Francois. Um, I it, it's. It's kids. They say Janis Joplin started it all. These girls and young guys, I guess, in the 60s kind of get together and they decide they're going to, the girls are like, we're going to go on these ghost tours and do this shit and they make up this shit. Well, needless to say, of course, there are spirits or something going on there. We're not too sure. Takes out the guys. Girls think, hey, these guys are all scared. We're going to be rich. We're going to make out on this. And then, of course, they're all all the guys are disappeared and the government's looking for them because it looks like now they're drafting or they're dodging the draft. And that's how it ends. So it was, it was kind of it was it was all right. And then the other one is Luna 2 from podcast favorite Maria Lovett from Faithless. <laughs> yeah, she's doing that. She's doing. She's the also Abla- doing the Blaze book, book, book too. This, week that I'm not even this is the one where it was. Uh, she's a six, uh, like she's a hippie chick, and then we think it's vampires, but now it's something else in there, and it's very typical of there being a little ambiguous about things. Eh. Aftershock, Maniac of New York. Two. This is pretty much Midnight Meat Train from uh, uh, Clyde Barker, um, where they're on the train and the maniacs there. And but we get the backstory of all the people that are on the train that he's pretty much uh, slicing and dicing on there. So it's pretty much that. Knock 'em dead number four from Aftershock. Yeah. Uh, so he has this new comedian in him now, and. He's killing it all the way to the point that they fly him out to New York to be a part of a late night show. But he's also kind of on the old druggers now to calm his ghost nerves. And he ODs on heroin. And she remembers the chant that the priest preacher used and expels the ghost. But then because he doesn't have the ghost in him, he really ODs. He still doesn't have a heartbeat. They go to the late night show and they're like listen he's not feeling well he's not gonna be able to do it 
the late night host who's an older guy flips out has a heart attack and dies and i'm thinking the spirit jump they don't show the spirit jumping into him but now he's going to be the guest host on this show of course he is <laughs> it's definitely not as it, it's definitely after shocking the fuck out of this series started up started way up top and now it's just kind of average at best all righty um do you have anything else josh or uh yeah um uh, from dark horse okay uh black hammer visions number two this is my last one by jeff johns um art by scott collins uh this is a madam dragonfly story about like a serial killer who kidnaps this kid and... Um, but that goes into dimensions of actual horror movies. Yeah. Because the, the first kid, one's kid The kid escapes from right? his van and, and seeks shelter in, in the dragonfly cottage. And there's basically the doors like from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas where there's just a bunch of markings on them. And he charges into one and like there's a... There's a it's a shining. shining uh, sort of it's thing a shining where, if he actually did kill everyone. Okay. Um, and he's chased by the guy with the axe, and he jumps back through the door and jumps into another one where there's a bunch of people in cages. Um, and uh, then he jumps to another one to escape them because they try to pull him into a cage. But then it's his own personal horror, and it's his mom's his death. His mom dying of cancer. And um, that basically the house sends all these horrors from the doors to attack the guy that kidnapped him. And uh, Madam Dragonfly shows up and is like, look... I can't leave you go. You, you can't stay. You can't leave, but you're gonna inherit that farm when you're of age. You're gonna learn the ropes here, but uh, you're gonna be Kid Dragonfly, and it turns him into it looks like Ragman a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. But then she kind of breaks the fourth wall and is like, you know, dear reader, what is your darkest secret? And then you get a spooky. Your life belongs to us now. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was Definitely better fun. than I think better than the first one. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be better than the third one because the third one is going to be oh, uh, boy. Chip Zdarsky. He's writing Abraham Slam. <laughs> and uh, art's by... I can't remember. Anyway, we'll talk about it when it comes out. Also from Dark Horse, God of War Fallen God. Number one. Uh, this is by... Chris Robertson and art by Tony Parker. This is based on the video game. This is based off the video game. Um, and the new video game or the old video games? Uh, right now it's in between, because this is Kratos trying to throw away the chains and the knives. Does he have a kid? Not yet. Okay, so it's the old games. Well, yeah, it's in between. This is after the events of like like killing Zeus and them. He's trying to outrun his destiny. I every time he throws the knives away, he tries to make it as far as he can. As soon as he falls asleep, the knives are back stuck in the sand in front of him. I forget what the blades are. The blades of a termis or something like that. Um, he makes it to Egypt and he meets up with a guy who tells him, look, you can't outrun your destiny. You might as well just accept it because um, people don't he, people don't know him. But the stories of the God killer have you know, followed him there. Um I forget how far he makes it, but eventually like he wakes up and. The knives are there again, and uh, that's where it leaves off. So it's basically him trying to outrun his destiny in this book. Uh, hopefully it's not all that, because that would be pretty boring. But I think he's going to pick up the knives at the next one, and we're going to see where this goes. All right. From our creative team that brought us Bad Mother, Krista Faust and Mike Diodato Jr., from AWA, Redemption Number 2 our post-apocalyptic Linda Hamilton as a post-cyborg uh, kind of uh, thing. You know what? I think I've read the first issue of this. I, yeah. Fuck. I need to read this one. I didn't re- remember reading the first one until now you're describing it. Yeah, it's basically a female Jonah Hex sort of character, right? Sort of-ish. Yeah, a little, like I said, it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. She's got, uh, but uh, the, the the girl that she saved in the first issue, they're kind of having their little character moments and, and stuff. And then pretty much at the end, the town folk are ready to go after the butcher, which is, you know, Linda Hamilton. Um, st- still quite enjoyable, you know, again, written well, art's great, you know, all that good stuff. All right. Does this leave us with image stuff? Image. I have a I pile. I just have one image. 
I have many. Well, I have three. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Uh, well, we'll go real quick with uh, Mirka and Dolfo's Deep Beyond number two. It's still kind of an abyss thing. Squid, I'm not digging oh, this I, yeah, at I didn't all. get to this either. I I'm did enjoy digging. the first one, though. Um, Homesick Pilots number four. The we I really like this series a lot. The weakest one of this, this is the one with the houses, pretty much the protagonist but she's trying to help some people and we find out her one friend is coming uh, out to help her Uh, but there seems to be a little bit more going on um, and with with the house so I didn't like this one as much I think it's because we're probably getting ready to wrap up for the you know big reveals and stuff and that leaves Uh, us with the final one Carmen number one from Carmen number one from from Gilliam uh, March, who does the art as, art as well. Yes. This was a trip, man. This was weird. This was really close to being my pick of the week. It is my pick of the week. Um, I, I, I'm not going to argue. For the first Dude, this, this was very close to being so, my pick of the week. Or no, it's not even that. It's, it's about five pages. It's about this little girl and her best friend, who's a boy, who grow up together, and they are inseparable but they're not romantically involved and as they get older uh the boy ends up getting or the guy ends up getting a girlfriend who's like look you can't spend all your free time with this girl when i'm your girlfriend and he's like look there's nothing to worry about she's like a sister to me sort of and i I think they still end up staying together that's the third that's the second girl right i'm not i think she ended up being like okay with it because that's the girl with the green glasses right See that I'm not all sure. Live I think it, yeah, they all live together. Was it the, her? Or? I don't. I don't know because like she goes from having long hair and being like a jealous girlfriend to being. See that's where I. But I, she's still wearing. We never I, see her. We don't. But look. But look, it, literally look from page to page. They're wearing the same colored pants and shirt. I think that was what it was implying. Okay. Is that she finally broke down? And was like, look, I I guess I trust them. They're just friends, but we're all gonna live together, and the girl that. Uh, is not in the relationship, ends up committing suicide. Right. And she's visited by... And Death by... shows up, who... Death is apparently a manic pixie dream girl trope, uh, who's just like, hey, welcome to being dead. I can I can walk through walls and through doors, and it looks and like the I'm whole time, the door. The girl's in... The girl's in she, complete denial. Well, also, she's naked. Yes. Because she killed herself in the bathtub. Yeah, she you know, slit her wrists. Slit, and, slit her wrists. Um, and, and death's so just they, like they tie up. Her, she ties like, up her wrist so that you know she's not bleeding all over the place. Yeah. And and death's just like kind of fucking with her the whole time as she's getting used to being dead. And uh, I, it, it's it's just kind of funny well, to see there's this a girl few react rules. to being dead for the first yeah. time because they're walk. She's walking around naked and she's like, "Well, don't let any don't of let the anyone people touch, touch you. you." And she's like, "Well, why shouldn't I let, let them touch me?" And she's like, "Well, it's because." their darkest, more disturbing secrets would rush from the depths of their souls and the, and take possession of you and you would experience their entire lifetime of pain and torture in mere seconds. And it's like, Jesus Christ. But then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's like, joke. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> By the way, you can fly and no one can see you. And uh, it, it's just, she was fucking weird, but it was fun. Like it, uh, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I'll probably read another issue. The um, art was art's great fucking amazing art's real good yeah the art was stunning so pick of the week for just kind of a unique sort of concept or i haven't seen anything like this before so um and uh, it's i really definitely it. yeah it's definitely out there it's almost like you know um i had it on my list so i just didn't get to it no yeah this, i mean i, I this was this it's, was it's really not, good it's, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't the greatest thing. But it was a surprise. But it was something that I didn't feel like read before, and um, I always kind of heavily biased towards uh, artists that both write and draw their own comics. So. Yeah, it's the, it's easily my runner-up for Pick of the Week. Uh, it, it, it's really close. On to Meteor. Okay. First, uh, the first reviews of the Snyder Cut are in, and surprisingly positive. Um, the, the, main compla- to... the main complaint is the pacing and the four-hour runtime. But they said, so they said, if you leave that thinking you just watched the same movie, 
you just hate DC, basically. So, um, Kevin Smith, who basically doesn't say anything bad about anything, uh, evidently he's on something that's going to be on tomorrow night, I think, on Wednesday night, maybe Thursday before it airs. It's like an interview well, with they, they, they just, with they just Snyder. announced this afternoon that it will be going live on HBO Max at midnight Thursday, Thursday. morning. Yes. Morning. And East, or is that Eastern or Pacific? I think it's Eastern, Eastern time. Yep. Yeah. And I think before that is when they're going to have this thing that I guess Kevin does interview with him and stuff. So Kevin's seen it and he says it's kind of like watching Marvel's like, you know, watching, you know, a great movie where this is film. Like this is a film. So he's, I guess he's trying to equate it to something like, you know, Kubrick or, you know, something like that. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I look, know. I, I love Kevin Smith, but I don't take his comic book movie opinions seriously because he cries no matter what the comic book movie is. And he cried during this one. So yes. like, if you just cry, it's like, all right, well, clearly you're just crying because you like to see comics on, on film. They could be shit or they could be good and you'll still like them because it's comic book movies. So, you know. Anyway. Uh, he, he's not the, engaged at all. No. Yeah, but I can hear for, every fucking breath. Oh. You guys see the trailer for uh, Invincible? No. I did. It I looks think, phenomenal. I don't know if it dropped today or not, but... Uh, well, we have we have the I, I comic book, it. Amazon comic book edition of uh, Invincible 1 out. The, up until kind week. of stuff starts getting, like the stakes are raised, the animation quality doesn't look that great, but... I don't know. It, I, I mean, I'm just, that's just from the trailer. I haven't seen it. I've heard. I mean, I, I had opinions like that before for other things. I didn't see the full product of, and I changed my mind after seeing the full, you know, finished product. But uh, Falcon Winter Soldier trailers are already dropping. That comes out Friday, and we finally have the answer to is that. Oh, who, is that on Friday also up is, against yeah. <laughs> up against the Snyder? Who cut. is Noob Master sixty <laughs> nine? Do you remember the guy from the Apple Store in? Uh, in Winter Soldier, no long hair guy. He's in the new uh, Microsoft commercial with Anthony Mackie. Yeah, and he says his username is Noobmaster69. So it's not Deadpool, unfortunately. Um, Avatar is retaking over the worldwide box office because they re-released it in China, but there are heavy rumors that they're re-releasing Infinity War and Endgame as well. So. Disney's just fucking with us at this point. Um, I can't really think of much. You know what? I don't think I. I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching Flash. I haven't caught up on that. I know it's back. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. I just saw the trailer for Invincible. That was about it. Um, and the only he dead, Yafet Koto, um, passed away at the age of 81. And he was in Alien. Alien, yeah. um, the first Roger Moore James Bond movie, uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, uh, so, um, that's the only he dead that I've seen this week. Yeah, that's the only one it looks like. All right. Alrighty. Well, thank you for making it through. Yet, uh, are are we going to get this posted on time? Well, on time is ten a.m. Tuesdays. <laughs> so the fact that we're recording it on Tuesday, yeah, we're gonna have to change that post time. But so, no, jo- so we're already late. Josh will have this probably by tomorrow night at the latest. All right. Cool. Alrighty. Well, thank you for listening. We have the. Probably pretty light week next week. We got to figure out how we're doing because there's not quite that much that's come out this week. Um, next week looked pretty light from what I was looking at. Yeah, as I said, next week's very light. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had one box. I had one book in my pull, pull box, that's and that's never in in the history of Jimmy coming to AA Comics and Cards. That's literally never happened. Where, where can we find AA Comics and Cards? In historic, in historic downtown, downtown Lebanon. downtown Lebanon, not really. Once. You forgot that downtown Lebanon, 
Pennsylvania because there and are Pen- forty-eight there, Lebanons at, in the United least, States. At least, yes. <laughs> did you did you check the see if no, it's forty-eight? I heard 48? a podcast about it recently, where uh, a, guy, uh, a guy visits all forty-eight Lebanons. I think the only ones that don't have it is is Alaska really? and Hawaii. Fat foot do, but that uh, would make that would make sense. What did he just undo your? Uh, yeah. Sounds like I'm underwater now. With his fat fucking foot. All right, end this fucking podcast. <laughs> so 48 Lebanons. All right. Something like that. I don't yeah, know. You and probably, better than I. And you probably would know better than I. Lancasters and Middletowns and all that other stuff. I think we the only stuff. one that is a Lancaster, though. No. It's no, Amish there's, thing, isn't it? No, no, no there's a not Lancaster, at all. California. Whatever. California. And Texas. And <laughs> when we played in Kentucky, there was one in Kentucky. There's one in Ohio. There's one in Jersey. There's one in uh, New York. You'll, you'll find Yeah. If you really want something, California has a lot of the same towns as Pennsylvania does. They have a Reading. They have a Lebanon. They have a Lancaster. Um, Middletown. They have a Middletown. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's like I remember we were, we were just on our trek out. I think uh, – uh, leaving Kentucky from the one gig, and, and it's like we get we start seeing all these, you know, exit signs for Middletown, Lancaster. You know, it was like, well, fuck, we're almost home already. You know, it was like another twelve hours to get there. So, all righty, thanks for listening. I'm the Maestro. I'm the Mad Hatter. Jimmy Kimmel, almost live, and I'm Mighty Hot Josh. Whoa, hey now. Be good to each other.